It's the end of the year and news is kind of dry. We talk about what we scrapped together, our highlights from 2011, and our predictions for 2012. All that, plus more, on today's MASHcast. Another edition of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I'm Jarrett, and I'm here with senior editor and dancing queen Rob Hill Williams. Dancing machine, dancing machine. Hi. Yes, and also we are here with uh, staff writer and uh, backup singer for Lady Gaga, Katie. Yeah, Sorry. You sound just like her, so if you ask me. But uh, yes, this is Mashcast number thirty-three, the last Mashcast of the year. So, yeah, we got that going on. Not <laughs> but, uh, to be confused with the last Mashcast, which will be the end of time. So, yes, exactly. As, as the apocalypse is happening, we're well, Mashcasting. I, I thought we were recording this from the future, so it was the last Mashcast. But we're we're letting everyone know how awesome the last one will be. When we get that technology, we can make that happen. Time paradoxes, although we are technically speaking into the future, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Yes, we are but speaking anyway. into the future. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, let's get into it. Let's, uh, Rob, what have you been playing? Kind of the same stuff I was playing before. Um, we did play Nuclear Dawn over the free weekend. Um, that was it was fun. I actually didn't end up buying it, though. I don't know. I just, I, it's not that I wouldn't, I didn't enjoy it, but I wouldn't play it that much, I think, compared to other stuff that I've gotten recently so i just made the decision to wait for you know when it goes invariably on sale again because it's steam and steam does that um i'm playing clash of heroes um it's a really good downloadable title great puzzle game uh dcu finally in like in-game doing all sorts of pvp and getting you know higher tier gear and uh downloaded final fantasy 6 on playstation network so you know reliving those memories too the the greatest game ever made, ever, ever. <laughs> I'm not gonna jump into that one this time. I know, I know. I, I, that was that was inflammatory. I, I apologize. I really did open the door for just the rest of the match has to be like, no nah, man, was you fucking crazy? <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Katie? What are you been playing? Um, DCU, the Nuclear Dawn Free Weekend Frenzy that stopped, and. A game that should have been released on the iPhone, but is released on Xbox Live, and it's called Playing in Traffic, and I want to throw it into traffic. Well, it, it, a, it's, hmm? a, it's an indie game. It's an Xbox Live indie game. What's... Yes, it's it's indie, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell them what happens. Tell them why I gave it to you. Um, you hate me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, Okay, I got an oh, email, no. right? Oh, do you want me to tell him or do you want to tell him? 
you you can do the email, and then uh, we'll talk about how I feel when I play it. Because it it's not it's not all hate. There's there's some fun that I found in there that they probably don't know about, but other people. Okay. So I get this email right from Andy Dev. He's like, "Hey, here's a code for this game we have called Playing in Traffic." And I go to watch the video, and it's basically Frogger, but there's no frogs. They're children. They replace the frogs with children running through traffic. So the my I, literally like my first thought was like Katie is going to love this game <laughs> because she gets to play with children in traffic. But watch it. <laughs> When when you said it, when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, perfect! I would love to run a child across the street because you know, I, you, you see that road, and if since it's not Frogger, it's a child. You're like, oh, well, if you can dodge a truck, you can dodge a ball. So I was like, Let, let's let's do this. And then getting into it, it's there's like haikus, it's racist, there's pedophilia, and they take cars from different movies. And then after a while, I was like, okay, it's the same map over and over over again, and all the physics is terrible." It's so awful. But I started turning into what car is from what movie, and that actually made it more fun than actually playing the game. Wow. I, I don't know how many levels there are in total, but I think I'm up to 15, and they've started to recycle levels from the beginning with no changes. <laughs> I did not know it was that bad. <laughs> I was like, let me let me just play Frogger really quick on my phone. The phone version of Frogger is a lot better than this game. Oh, well. It's okay. I think it's it's meant to be a drinking game, and for a dollar, why not? Yeah, that's true. You got to look at the value. Like, how much if you paid for it? How much would you have actually paid for it? If it's only a dollar, I was like, well, you kind of get what you pay for. Yeah, it's it's the worst dollar you could ever spend on Xbox. You could probably buy a hat instead for your avatar. Oh, okay. There'll be more on that later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as for me, though, I also had my share of shitty game uh, with Wanted Corpse. Uh, actually, you know what? I, I shouldn't even say that like that. It sounds real bad. I mean, the game itself wasn't a good game. Uh, I Actually, our, the review just went up for it this being Friday. And I don't know. Like I, Everything I knew about the game, like I knew about it beforehand. And it looked interesting. Like they have some cool concepts. It's it's like a it's a top down like twin stick shooter almost. And like you can can either like kill your enemies or you can capture them for more points. There's uh, weapon upgrades that work differently, and you know all types of stuff. Um, even they have a, a bunch of different enemy types that, if used properly, could actually create some pretty uh, nice uh, combat scenarios. But they didn't do any of that, like, at all. Like, they just, like, you wind up fighting the same enemies over and over and over again. Like, uh, the first <laughs> the first four levels, they're just these lizards that pop out of the ground. And you, every, you know, couple feet you move, they pop up out of the ground. And you gotta kill them, you gotta kill them. They sprinkle other enemies in. Like, it, uh... Uh, it's it's it was depressing. Like, I I really like by the time I got to the third level, I was like, you know what? I really want to stop playing this game, and I I I don't want to write this review, but I pushed forward anyway. It was it was bad. The voice acting was terrible. Like you know, one of the guy like the guy the main guy sounded like one of the um the gummy bears. If you guys remember that, hopefully you're not too young for that. 
<laughs> but uh, like the, one of the main characters sounded like that, and the voice acting was just horrible. It was just a bad game. I want to stop talking about it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm leaving Wante Corp alone. Just don't Forever. buy it. Forever. <laughs> like, I uninstalled it after what review went live. I uninstalled it from my PS3. So goodbye, Wanted Corp. Um, other than that, I been playing. I played Starhawk Beta. Um, actually today, and I have no idea what's happening. I have no idea what's going on. Basically. Uh, you <laughs> sounds great though. <laughs> I, I literally don't know what is going on in this game. <laughs> yeah, like you, you know, you pick your you don't pick a spawn point. You pick an area to drop in, and based off of the map, I, it kind of it kind of looks like um, it, it's territorial. Like you know, once your team has a certain amount of territory, you can drop anywhere inside the territory because literally, like you can put the cursor anywhere. Um, it's kind of like Project... No, it's not Project 8. Um, Section 8. But in Section 8, there's only certain places you can actually drop. Here, you can drop anywhere in that grid area. And uh, even while you're dropping, you can steer your pod. So my goal, if possible, was to land on top of somebody. So I come down, I drop, I get out the pod. I see where the other flag... Our flag is, I see where the other flag is. So I just start going toward the other flag. Uh, you know, I'm messing around with the buttons. I'm throwing grenades in places I'm not supposed to. Um, there's a build key. Like, there's a build button. You just hit, like, you know, uh, I think it was, like, triangle. And it opens up this menu, and you can just build stuff. But I didn't know what the buildings really were for. Uh-huh. Um, so pretty much I, I went to the other side where the flags were, and I killed bitches. And, you know, that was that. Was that. Then um, I saw a guy in a robot, you know. And I was like, well, how do I get the robot? And uh, I <laughs> started messing around with the buildings, and I finally built a launch pad. And the launch pad comes with a robot. So I get on the robot. Robot turns into a fucking jet. <laughs> and I start flying around with the robot slash jet. And I, I kill more bitches. So that's my Starhawk beta experience. So Starhawk is like... It's Starscream, a, basically. Starscream. Or a Lonely Island album. It's both. Yeah, like it, I mean, that, that was the highlight when I got into the I got into the robot and I hit like one of the buttons and I turned into a jet and like blasted off. It doesn't just turn into a jet and like hover. It like turns into just goes and you know you you go wherever you want to go. So it's pretty. It was pretty cool. I liked it. A, you know that portion a lot. But other than that, I have no idea what's going on. Um, I guess. I, I want to dig into it a little more before I give it the yay or nay. Uh, but for a console game, I think the multiplayer may be a little bit too deep <laughs> already because of the type of map it was and, you know, the the different objectives that I can see. I don't know. I may just not have faith in console gamers, but that's just me. Um, other than that, Crisis 2. I've been playing Crisis well, I played Crisis 2 today. Um I played it a couple months ago. Well, you know, around the time when it first came out. Right. Last and, time I played it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I played it at a friend's house. Then Amazon a couple weeks ago there was a sale, so I picked it up because I didn't. They they took it off of Steam, and I refused to buy it on Origin. Refuse. So Amazon had it on sale. Buy it from Amazon, so I don't have to buy it on Origin or use Origin at all for it. And now they have the DX11 or DirectX11 pack, and they have the high-end textures pack, the two separate, 
you know, two separate updates. Those two things combined, and I, I'm going to have to go back and play Battlefield 3 again, but I think that Crisis, 3 may, uh, Crisis 2 may look better than Battlefield 3 with the DX11 pack and the high-res texture pack. Which is pretty amazing, because Battlefield 3, for all its other faults, is a pretty fantastic-looking game. Yeah, it, it like it, it, Battlefield 3 looks fantastic. My biggest beef with it is using Origin, which is why I don't own it. Every I've, I've played it over my friend's house, and you know, on his PC at max settings. But like, even with the high res texture pack and the DX11, I was still running Crisis at 60 frames, not even varying on on VSync. It was just 60 frames. It, it would run. So yeah. So the, in terms of looks, Crisis 2 looks freaking incredible on dx11 incredible so hopefully the gameplay actually stays good like so far it's kind of engaging so we'll see what happens uh but other than that i think that's that's it for what we've been playing uh guys one thing i forgot to put in the show notes was the comment from last week (laughs) because we got one comment for the question I know. I even I reminded people and stuff on Twitter and nobody. We got our one response from but our star commenter. Yeah, Wookie yeah. BH star commenter. All these promises. I'm just gonna chalk it up to the holidays. I'm gonna chalk it up to the holidays for everybody that said they were gonna comment again and just say like, okay, New Year comes, new comments. Yeah, the be there. New Year resolution, right? Because people hold yep. those. Yeah. What do you mean? This year I'm going to be skinny. Yeah. So am I. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the question for last week is, uh, do you think storytelling in video games is poor? Uh, based off of one of our topics, and WookieBH, star commenter, replies, I think games are not supposed to tell stories. They're supposed to provide experiences. Some games are better than others at relaying backstory and lore, but fundamentally, I can just... Oh, sorry. I can be just as upset when some fictional rookie quarterback in my sixth year or my Madden franchise goes down with a season-ending injury as I can when, spoiler, Ares dies. Spoiler. Um... As long, and if you don't know what he's talking about, shame on you. But as long as a, a game is engaging to the player, the story will emerge organically. So I think, yeah, you know, uh, we kind of we kind of touched in line with what you know what he said last week. You know, I said that uh, you know you really shouldn't. Nobody should be telling you a story in a video game. You should be experiencing the story. That's the the bonus of the video game, you know, the interactive media that video games are. Right, it should be an experience, but, it, you know, it doesn't hurt to have good, like, solid storytelling that, you know, like, it, it's not the same as just telling a normal story, like writing a book and, you know, having somebody read it, but there should be elements of that that, you know, still work in an interactive experience that draw you in. But we talked about that last week, so. Yeah. All right, so uh, once again, thanks, Wookie for commenting and making our questions relevant. Um, but let's let's kind of get into the news. I know it's, end, it's, it's pretty much end of the year. Uh, news is kind of thin, because it's definitely, you know... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, no games coming out. And, uh, yeah, people really aren't making too many moves. Um, but the uh, first thing we have here is the Mega Man X iOS D-Make, as I like to call it. Capcom calls it a remake. I call it a D-Make. Um, the, the, in the show notes, 
there'll be a link to the post we have on Mash Those Buttons and the video, <laughs> um, you know, that shows the, you know, the the uh, the intro stage to Mega Man X. Now, for 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 gamers, the the Mega Man X intro stage is one of the most memorable things of my video game experience as a child. You know what I'm saying? Going from regular Mega Man, which, you know, didn't have an intro stage, to Mega Man X, which, you know, did. And, you know, actually, they, inside the post, there is a video of a guy uh, who talking about, you know, Mega Man Classic versus Mega Man X and he, how he felt about the intro stage and stuff like that. And he kind of mirrored, you know, how I thought or felt about the intro stage. Um, so, you know, the, basically it shows the intro stage and pretty much from the start, you just notice like, oh, well, first of all, their screen transitions, <laughs> like when he, he, he goes from screen to screen, it's not one, one smooth stage. Um, you know, the, the touch screen buttons are pretty much in the way. Uh, they try to center your vision on Mega Man or at least, you know, I guess to, to the center of the screen, I should say, because the touchscreen buttons are kind of in the way, but that ultimately lets you see less. Like when, uh, you know, when Vile comes on the screen, instead of, you know, seeing him drop down from his, his spaceship or his airship or whatever you want to call it, it just looks like he just falls out of the sky, you know? Uh, the part with the, I don't know what the, the correct term for the enemy is, the, you know, the the helicopter B-looking thing. You know, it, it was always just the helicopter B-looking thing to me. Uh, I think they you, you they repeat that part like two or three times in the video. Uh, I don't know, like, it just... It feels like it's a poor remake. I mean, they could have... With the power of the iPhone, they could have taken Mega Man X and actually literally ported it over. But I think the reason they didn't do that is because the amount of precision of the the precision of the controls that you would need and the reaction speed that you would need to actually play Mega Man X you just can't do it with a touchscreen I think that's why they did it well, what about you guys uh, I, <laughs> all I can think about is man smartphones are getting so advanced that it can't run Mega Man X <laughs> game that came out eight bajillion years ago but I mean, the thing that really, really, really got me the most out of anything else, and they show it right in the video, too. I mean, you have to, like, you have to pause it to really see what you're looking at, but they have a store. Like, they have monetized it, and you can purchase, like, the the, the upgraded armor, the, the you know, the, the pack, you know, the health packs, the, the energy packs, and, like... They all, and they and they all cost real world money. It's like, oh, you want that full armor set? Like that's like a dollar ninety nine or a dollar or whatever, you know, full energy like a dollar. And it's like, well, number one, if you buy all those things, like, why are you playing the game? Like, why? Yeah, like there's no <laughs> like, point. There's, like... there's, there's, there's no point if you start the game and you as soon as you drop into that level, and you buy all the upgrades, literally, like, why are you playing the game? And I wonder, you know, it would be funny though. And and it would be the only redeeming thing about the game, but I know that they didn't have enough intelligence to do it. If you could buy all that stuff in the first stage, if you could just beat Val in the first stage, that would have been interesting. But I know they didn't do that because you're broken the game. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the game would just end. <laughs> yeah, there's no point. Like, <laughs> but but outside of that, the game is what a, a 
a dollar or is it a dollar ninety nine or something? I think it's like, like it's a, like four dollars. Yeah, oh, it's, four? yeah, it's more. Yeah, you could pay the the same amount that you paid for the game, and you can get all of the upgrades in a bundle pack. I'm like, what? Why would you pay for the game again to be to be given everything that is the point of the fact that you paid for the game at all? Like that's that's the whole journey is to get all that stuff so you could be a badass. Like, I mean, really, you have to watch the video that Jay referred to. Like the the guy explains why the opening stage of Mega Man is so good, and it has a lot to do with like the things that they set up for you. Like when you see, you know, zero. That, Zero? Yeah, zero. Yes, zero. Um, like, come on, you know, just come out and just, you know, like, kind of, like, run off vile after you can't do anything to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, you might be as powerful as I am one day. And you're like, oh, my God, I could be as powerful as zero. <laughs> but you, I, I mean, like, you ruined the point of the game. And then you've paid for the game twice, basically, for the for the the benefit, quote unquote, of being given stuff that you could earn in the game by actually playing it. I that to me is just the worst. And like, there's your downside for like monetizing anything, because like that's stupid. Like you, you just sell the game for like five dollars. Then I I don't know. Like I don't know what to tell you. Sell the game for ten. I I know that it's you know since you're you've you've downgraded yourself by putting it on iOS, you know the game game's values are degraded on that. So people are like ten dollars. What would I play for that for for that game? You know I can play Mega Man X. You know, part two with birds. You know that you know just somebody who just changed the title just enough to right to put it on there and like you know pay pay a dollar for it. But it's like you, you know, you. So they can't, you know, charge ten dollars, even though it'd be worth ten dollars. Although well, I guess the way it plays, it's not yeah, worth ten dollars. Yeah, I was about to say this <laughs> game. Never this mind. game here is not worth ten dollars. I, I mean, I'm thinking of of X, and you know, it's and you know, even just Super Nintendo form. But you know, that's not even. We're not even there yet for for this. So you, that's the thing. Like it, the the frame rate is just it's it's a really shitty frame rate. You know, when you play, I'm like that's like. 15 frames per second. You know, it wasn't even that low on the Super Nintendo. And I guess the reason I brought, I, I you know, I even brought up this topic is not necessarily just to bash, you, you know, the the, I, the the Mega Man, you know, remake, I'll put that in quotes, for I, iOS. To bash it, though. Like well, it's, yeah, it's not just that, but it's <laughs> like, this is the platform that all of the analysts are predicting is going to end dedicated handhelds. You know, and you took a prime game like a Mega Man X. I mean, yeah, Mega Man X doesn't have a following like Mario does, but it's still extremely popular. You know, especially among gamers, and and a lot of people know who Mega Man is, even you know not you know non gamers. So I tell you know it could have the main name itself could definitely draw money, but you know you you take a prime title like this and you move it to iOS and they 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 crapify it like it sucks. Like it sucks. It's like this is. It doesn't even deserve to bear the main the the name Mega Man. They should have. Yeah. Yeah, it's barely the same game. Like all you did was take it and do everything wrong with it and put it on iOS. Yeah. So that's what they like when when I, I want Nintendo at the next conference. If if somebody you know says, well, how do you feel about mobile overtaking dedicated handhelds? They should just play this Hand video. Mega Man X. Yeah. yeah. Just just just, <laughs> just yeah, hold please, and then just you know play it on whatever screen is behind them. Like that's that's yeah. We're not worried about it. 
And Reggie pulls an, pulls an iPhone out of his pocket like he pulled out the, the micro Game Boy and just gives it to somebody. Yeah. But here, this is why. And <laughs> walks away. Yeah, so, um, yeah. I, our recommendation, don't buy it. Like, just that video alone, just... Leave it alone, guys. Don't, 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 don't do it to yourself. Uh, but let's we're gonna move on to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I would call this news, man. Um, basically, it's the, not. But that just tells you where we are with news. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah. handle game shit. You can't handle this. And now they're confused. Thank you, Katie. Um, actually, did, like uh, this article uh, from Industry Gamers. Uh, it it is actually talking about uh, the Gamersgate CEO uh, Theo Bergquist or Bergquist saying that Steam is too hardcore is basically what he's saying. Now this week, Katie, didn't I hear you say like what's Gamersgate? Like, did you? Yeah, not... I I did. I was like, wait, what Gamersgate? Oh, you didn't even know what Gamersgate was, and there's actually probably <laughs> quite a few people who are listening to this that may not even know what Gamersgate is. Uh, for those who don't know, Gamersgate is just, it's another digital distribution platform. Uh, the only reason I even came into contact with it is because one of the publishers that we get review copies from uses it as a, uh, a way to distribute review copies and preview copies and stuff like that. So that's really the only reason I know, I came to know what it was. Uh, but he's saying that, you know, Steam, Steam's market or, you know, who they cater to is, uh, you know, Steam is doing a good job for the super hardcore audience, but he says everyone knows that's not where the money is. Uh, he, he also brings up Origin. He's like, you know, he thinks Steam's in trouble because, you know, look at Origin. Origin came out of nowhere, and now it's a major player. Um, one thing I have to say about that is the fact that it's, it's only, Origin is only as big as it is because... You need to you need to run it to play Battlefield Three. Let's be perfectly honest with that. Uh, before I would love to see what Origins numbers were before Battlefield Three. You know, from the time Origins started, existent. yeah, like from the time Origin um, opened to the time Battlefield Three came out. You know, the day before, what was their user growth like? But Origin didn't even like do anything before Battlefield 3. It was like after Battlefield came out, they were like, hey guys, we're going to throw sales now. So you have to use it. Now you'll want to buy other stuff. So I'm pretty sure it was nothing. Well, before before Battlefield 3, they did two things to try to draw people to them. They took, or, they took Dragon Age off of Steam and they took Crisis 2 off of Steam. Actually, it took more than that. It took, but those are the two most notable games that you could know. Right, get and then they Steam. stopped doing updates and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, those are two most notable things, you know, in terms of games, I should say, that they did to try to pull players. But, you know, I don't know. This <laughs> this guy sounds a little jelly to me. You know, like, he's just... A little? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I... I, I I want to. Re- I'm going to read the quote because I feel like we just did this shit last week with the Boss of Studios guy. But, you know, at least, like... Okay, not everybody knows what Gamersgate is, but at least, okay, like, you could say that they're technically a player. But his quote, everyone tends to just hail them. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Steam's market share can only shrink. Just look at Origin. It came from nowhere and is now a player in the industry. Steam is doing a good job for the super hardcore audience, but everyone knows that's not where the money is. The market is mostly made up of people who buy two to three games a year and want a fast, easy, and seamless way of buying games. They don't want a bulky client, he commented. 
I don't even know where to start. <laughs> like, okay, now it's telling that the the article from Industry Gamers it starts with saying Steam has been having a great year, having grown over thirty five million accounts with over fourteen hundred games available, and he's and this guy is saying it can only shrink, dude. Like Steam has only been growing like since it hit the market, basically. Like it hit the market and everybody's like, "Digital, I don't." And now everybody's like, "Steam." Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I get it. You have to download the Steam client for you know when you get like certain like you know Steam only games. But like, at what point is the it bulky? Like, I went and looked at gamer after I read this because like I've heard of Gamerscape before, but like. I don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, but I went and looked at their website, and I was like, "How is this better? Like, how is this any better? Like, if you just go look at their front page, like, it's it's like it's worse. Like, at least if you go into Steam and like you know Steam powered and just go look around, like it's still like very clean. It's it's basically just like the you know the actual application, but like it's just a web page. But it's very clean and like yeah, you have to download it, but like you can find stuff. Like it's easy. They give you your set the specials right up front, and like Gamersgate is just like here's just like on the homepage. Just here's a bunch of games. Like, no rhyme or reason, except for, like, some stuff was on sale. And, like, there's just, like, it's not really, like, very navigatable. It, it's it's just crap, really. It, like, at least comparatively. So, it's like, I don't know why Homeboy's talking crap. Like, I, he's mad jelly. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the thing about it, too, that, you know, you only saw the actual, you know, webpage. But the whole process of getting a game through Gamersgate would be like, uh, you know, first of all, you have to, you know, buy the game through the website. Then you got to go to your games. You have to download an individual file for each game. That's not the downloader. It's an individual file for, uh, sorry, it's not the it's not the, the files you need to install. So I should say it's not the installer. But it's just a file that you open up on your PC. You put your Gamersgate username and password in. And then it will it will download and then install the game for you. That's the process. That's great, you know, but you don't have to have a client, man. It's not bulky, right? But then that doesn't even include updates. <laughs> that does not include, up to my knowledge, that does not include, like, updates. Like, you know, how many times do you just come home and Steam's updating your, your games for Or has you? updated or has done everything, yeah, like, does everything. Like, you know, oh, like, that, that update for Team Fortress 2 came out? Already done. It's already on there. Exactly. Like, I just don't, like, it's, like... If the process of downloading an application is that much trouble, like you shouldn't be using a computer. Yeah, I, I like I get it when you're talking about Origin because like you're you're downloading Origin, you're really downloading it for nothing. You know, you're being forced to more or less, and it's invading your privacy. Like that's one thing, but like for you know like Steam, like it's fucking wonderful, and that's why they keep getting hailed. And he's like, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Like, dude, this is the first time I've ever heard you say it. So obviously, like what you're saying doesn't. Yeah, isn't reaching well. anybody yeah. <laughs> isn't reaching anybody's ears that matter because it's like dude you like nobody's even like you it sounds like sour grapes it really does because like if he's saying it you know again and again i like people just like to talk shit i guess like i guess that's how you like how some people feel like they get up in the industry is like you just talk shit on somebody else and like you'll get attention and you'll get you know people paying attention to you saying yeah you know what yeah he's right fuck us fuck us gamers man yeah <laughs> steam's fucking stupid man why did i download that shit i want to go through a really complicated process on a really terrible fucking site to get a to get this game that i could have gotten on steam in no time 
Yeah. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Fucking revolution is here, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. So, I mean... you know, week after week, man, doom, you know, doomsayers, except now it seems like maybe that'll be a new trend in 2012. Like, it's just going to be people talk shit about Steam, I guess. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. But um see how that goes for them. Yeah, I don't think his his words are carrying are going to carry much weight here. Actually, through the comments, I really don't even I don't see anybody who agrees with him. And that's industry gamers. That's not like Kotaku or Joystick. <laughs> you know, that's industry gamers where a lot of people who are commenting are part of the industry. So yeah. yeah, and it's you... weird though because if you just leave out that inflammatory bullshit, he actually says something that's almost intelligent. Like at the end, um, they asked him about uh, getting involved in cloud gaming, and you know he questioned about on live, and not that on live is not viable, but you know he says they're struggling with their revenue and business model, and in theory it's a nice business, but is that the real really what the customers want or something made by VC firms? And I'm like, oh my god, that's almost intelligent because like we've said over and over again that you know cloud gaming like great demos and whatnot. I mean, you're talking about Gaikai and stuff, but like, as far as like that being the only way you get your games, eh? <laughs> like, right. so you say something almost intelligent, but it's just buried underneath all of the crap that you're gonna get piled on because you aren't talking crap about a wonderful service. Try and emulate, maybe. I don't know instead of trash it, because obviously, like, you're not doing a very good job with it. Yeah. So hopefully, we didn't really. You know, we really don't hear much else from him because he definitely is talking some nonsense there. Uh, but moving on to our next topic, uh, Naughty Dog uh, expressed some, uh, well, I guess what's the word I'm looking for, some some fear or uh, may not necessarily be looking forward to the move from, you know, from this gen to next gen. Uh, according to them, they actually had a really hard time moving from PS2 to PS3. Uh, now, you know, when... When when companies, well, actually, when developers move from one generation to another, it's definitely like a learning process. You know, actually, the quote here is, you know, when you go into new technology, every day is a slog, progress is slow, and it really takes a different kind of attitude and mentality to get through that kind of push, and it's not right for everybody. And I mean, that's understandable, uh, because, you know, you, you're using a new tech, like, you know, you're used to the old tech and its quirks, and if X happens, you know the solution's Y. But move into you know these new platforms you kind of don't know what's going to happen or you know you think it's going to work one way or it's supposed to work one way but it really doesn't work out you know it, i should say it really doesn't execute that well um i know from like uh, my my day job that it you know we get software and like oh yeah it can do this and it can do that and then you go to execute what it's supposed to be able to do but it, the execution just isn't that well to the point where it's like why would we even use this to do x function so eh, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Actually, another quote here. He said, uh, "Well, actually, the co-president uh, was like uh, Christoph Balestra." I would say Christoph Balestra. Balestra. So last name. Yeah. All right. So all right, Balestra sounds more eloquent. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, so, but he said, uh, you know, moving to new hardware, uh, he always well, described, uh, moving to new hardware as terrifying. Uh, he said that we made some mistakes with our move from PS2 to PS3 and we won't make those mistakes again. Uh, I guess we've done it a couple times. Actually, there was a, there was a one section here where he said, oh, I don't, th- actually, yeah, he said, uh, that 
they were, you know, when they moved from PS2 to PS3, they were losing people weekly. I'm like, well, it was that stressful. That's crazy. Yeah, it was the people. That's weak. weird because you don't ever you don't hear about that, you know, unless it's a really really bad type of team bonding situation. Yeah, I mean, I you know we've heard you know ramblings from several different sources, uh, moving from you know about the fear of moving to the next gen, not necessarily because of how I guess difficult it is, but uh, how much they think it's going to cost you know to develop the new games i don't you know months ago we talked about thq ceo saying that he doesn't see how he can make a next-gen game for less than a hundred dollars a pop or sell a hundred you know sell it for less than a hundred dollars a pop they always say that stuff but then they you get in the next generation and they find a way to keep it at sixty dollars so yeah it's called know. it's called crunch <laughs> and uh yeah that's how we get uh overworked developers for under you know i guess for game for subpar games yeah which is the trouble. So Yeah, it's the trouble. So yeah. I, I don't know. They're not saying any I mean like, yeah, that's I make it all makes sense really, but I mean like this is to me is just like evident of how slow news is because them saying it's terrifying is like kind of not necessarily taken out of context, but it's making more out of it than it really is. I don't know. They're just saying like it's difficult being a developer and moving a new platform. So okay. Yeah, yeah. This is actually from Eurogamer, so they they really must be scratching around for news. Just like us. Like we're going through the topics list. I'm just like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do, but uh Alright, let's uh let's move on to our next topic, which is another kind of I don't know, kind of non news item. The uh the the gun like avatar items disappearing from Xbox Live Marketplace. Uh Basically, I was, let me get the date here, but the date, uh, the, uh, sometime in January, actually January 1st, 2012, um, there's several items, including like the Lancer and Hammerburst Xbox Live Avatar items, which will be leaving Xbox Live Marketplace. Now, if you already have them, uh, you will continue to have them on your avatar, but you will no longer be able to purchase them. And the only thing I can think of is this Microsoft is is you know Microsoft trying to be more family friendly? This is what I think is happening. Which is weird because the Wii avatars, I swear, like they do some things that I'm like, ooh, that was a little sassy. Like, what's wrong with being sassy? Like, they don't they don't do much now. They just like girls put their hands on their hips. Unless I don't know if you can buy, can you buy like motions on a? gestures i don't know gestures I, I haven't bought a single thing for my xbox avatar i'm just not that into it yeah i know like if you put on certain things like they'll be like super excited that they have on that but that's all like their free stuff so i don't know if they change like if buying a gun they're like yeah gun like they do that or something but uh who cares about the family it's just an <laughs> avatar yeah i mean <laughs> Why couldn't they put something like that under parental controls or, I don't know, just not buy the Lancer? They probably get in those stupid, like, really stupid fucking angry emails from, like, the two parents that give a shit. That, like, why does that Avatar have a gun even though they're not doing anything with it except, you know, holding it or putting it on their shoulder? Because I guarantee that's all they're doing. They're probably not even, like, play shooting at anything because... I don't like. I've seen like avatars with like lightsabers, and they really don't even swing them around. So like, you can't tell me they they got a gun and they're like, I don't know, like killing children. <laughs> like there's just blood exploding everywhere, and you bring up someone's avatar. Like, 
they're probably doing nothing with it. But you know, you got people who are oversensitive, or Microsoft's being oversensitive because obviously they do give a shit about the, the you know the casual, the you know the the wider market, family friendly. Because look at the update. Yeah, the <laughs> we just talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I know. Meanwhile, those kids, those same kids whose parents are complaining, are probably playing Gears of War, Modern Warfare, uh, you know, Grand Theft. <laughs> yep, but you know, because that's okay, because violence is okay, but boobies aren't. You know, but unless the violence is on like that that harmless looking avatar thing, because you know, those are those are funny, but I don't I don't like it having a gun. Or Listen, something. That avatar looks way too much like my child, and my child does not need to be holding guns or being flirtatious with other internet things. And thirty-year-old men do not need to be screaming at skirts. And blah blah blah. Soapbox. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of kind of dumb, but if that's what they want to do, it's fine. I mean, really, it really doesn't affect me, but because like I said I'm, I made my Xbox. My, my avatar, you know, when they when they first came to be, and then I never touched it again, ever, you know. Yeah. So uh, the only thing, like the thing I wonder about this is they're saying that like anybody who has like you know the weapons and stuff can keep them, and I can only assume that means that like you can keep them and display them the same way that you did before. Given the widespread like how widespread like people with avatars and like people got the codes with Gears of War and all that kind of stuff, like. Is it really doing anything to like stop them from that? You know, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have new users, but like, is it doing anything to stop it now? Because like, all those people are still gonna be running around with the same, <laughs> the same stuff. You know, still gonna be repping Gears of War or whatever or Halo, like or or Star Wars for God's sakes, because you know, stormtroopers and you know, laser pistols and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, how and and then on top of that, like, how long is it before you start banning lightsabers and stuff, like stuff that's even less, but you know, it's still violent. So swords and lightsabers or next or something like i don't know i mean i guess it's in line with the way microsoft's acted about this already because like they have a list of things that avatars can't have or do like when you when you're actually designing a game for using them and it's mostly like so that people can't make like a grand theft auto style game with avatars but i i guess like they're really just trying to like limit you know everything they can do it's going to be you know soon they're just going to be in like white robes with you know like a barcode stamped on their forehead <laughs> just standing around on your avatar but I don't emotionless know. yeah yeah take your take your supplement <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so oh go ahead katie i was gonna say it's gonna turn into like the kids that got their xbox taken away and couldn't like buy any stuff and they're going to be like, oh, I can't get a gun now? Oh, they got a gun? I'm going to report them. Like, It's just going to turn into 13-year-olds reporting people that have the stuff that they want, but they can't buy anymore. And they're going to end up having to either make profiles like mature or something, or like, oh, even better, they could pixelate whatever item that they have that is now banned. That would be that would make it even better, because it's like it, it turns something that's totally like just not a, a non-issue, really into like something that's like oh is that is that avatar holding like that purple dildo from saints row 3 because you'll never know <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually kind of fantastic i wish they would do that yeah because like, the issue even bigger if they actually pixelated this stuff i'd want to buy whatever items i could that i could hold at the hip you know what i'm saying and <laughs> let it pixelate out pixelate the lightsaber yeah yeah i'll make sure you know then i then i'll start playing xbox live and find some you know i don't know some some 13 14 year olds and you know hey look at my pixelated thing that you don't know what it is is your mom around 
what like what are you talking about officer there's not it was nothing it's you know it's a gun that they they say i could still display but they put pixels on it so i don't know at least that's what i call it you know right (laughs) (laughs) my gun (laughs) yeah but yeah this is i don't know microsoft I say it really doesn't matter to I guess to to us, but some people are probably are like, "Oh my God, I can't use the the Lancer and my avatar now. How am I supposed to get the chicks?" You know, like, yeah, it's sorry, yeah, not, sorry, not guy. That's all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's actually gonna do it for news. We have four things that we that we that we picked. Actually, we, <laughs> the pool was a bit we're larger than that. Atlas, but you know, yeah, the, the pool was a bit larger than that, but. You, you didn't want to talk about that other stuff. <laughs> um, so what we're actually going to do, a little different, uh, something we normally don't do, well, we actually we can't do it all the time because it's not at the end of the year all the time, but we're actually going to talk about some things that were notable in, two, in 2011. And then after that, we're going to talk about predictions for 2012. So, um, Katie, you're, you're a guest. Why don't you go first with you know, something that you felt was notable in 2011? Um, as always, the Mr. Gabe Newell, and are we no hacks? What? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I looked at my list and I was like, games notable. I didn't write down notable. Shit. (laughs) Great, great. (laughs) She's like Gabe Newell. Always notable. That was very, very nice, Katie. Um, yeah. So, do you want to talk about Gabe, or do you want to talk about hacks? <laughs> I would love to talk to Gabe, and if <laughs> talking about him gets me to talk to him, <laughs> doggone it, I'll do it. Okay, let's talk no. about... <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to talk about Gabe. Not now, I'll, I'll just send him a letter. Okay, let's talk about the, the hacks, the, the, the many, many hacks that happened this year, and I guess the ball really kicked off with PSN and PSN was down for six weeks and how actually you know I didn't look back to see how long it took Sony to actually admit that there was a problem it didn't take over a week yeah like that to actually say hey we've been hacked and there's you know PSN's down it'll be back up next week is what we kept hearing next week yeah next they week. they kept saying you know we started off with like a few days that turned like you know we hope to have it by you know the end of this week Okay, next week, end of this week, start of next week, next week, whenever it's back up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it got pretty ridiculous. No, it's really, really coming back up. Okay, bro, and then it came back up. Yeah, it's not right. safe. Yeah, I think the thing that is also notable about that specific situation is the shitty apology they had in turn in their in their welcome back program. Like everything they had, in my opinion, was kind of useless. I mean, I did get Dead Nation out of it, but that was it. You know, actually, that and like, another game I had thought about buying once, and then I just didn't buy it, and then I was like, oh, I'll get it for free. Okay. And then, like, you know, they're free movies, Bad Boys, Ghostbusters, are you serious? Great movies. What's wrong with you? They're great you movies. You have them digital and everywhere you possibly can, like in every, the bathroom, in the shower. Every American already has both of those movies. If you're not, you are supporting the terrorists. Yeah, you know, yeah, terrorists are winning. But terrorist ghosts are winning. Yeah. Terrorist <laughs> ghosts who are stealing crack cocaine are winning. <laughs> That's the thing, like, you know, that was, I thought, like, 
they should have given something more recent, uh, better movies. You know, I, I just, it was very lackluster. But you know, following it was. But you know what? I, people forgot. You know, after it was over, like they were like, "Oh man, I got some free games." And like, sure, a lot of people had most of those games. But I, you know what? It, it, it was it did enough to make people forget, more or less. Like you know, people are more careful anyway. now online. Yeah. They're not gonna forget. But they they went right back to using PSN. You know, like nobody's credit card information was actually used for anything as far as, you know, any reports came out, you know, people went back kind of to business as usual. They were just happy it was back up. So even though it was lackluster, like people still did it. And in in fact, it really was just a win for Sony. Like, I'm not saying it was a good deal at all. It wasn't. But like, it was a total win for Sony because it's like, oh, we're going to give you a a free month of PlayStation Plus. And people found out like, oh man, I can get all these games. And like, I wonder how much money they just made off of people being like, yeah, I'll buy PlayStation Plus. You know, like, and and all they had to do was give away basically nothing to do, you know, to, to get people on board for buying more stuff or making them aware of certain things that were on PlayStation Network. So for Sony, I guess it worked out great. But for the rest of us, it was a pretty raw deal. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, hackers. <laughs> and in fact, the only thing we really got out of it was a terrible new EULA. That's yeah. really that's really the biggest effect that came out of that. Oh yeah, the the Nosu clause. Actually, I didn't even have that in my list. We'll we'll get into that a little later. But yeah, the Nosu clauses this year. But besides Sony, just to name a few, Microsoft, who I think they still have not admitted that they they're not saying got it's, they're still not saying it's a hack. You know, they're yeah. saying like, oh, that's you know, people are, are being exploited through phishing. But I'm like, this is kind of beyond phishing. But it's hard to say, you know, exactly what it is. You know, yeah. But so, but yeah, Xbox Live, it's say, your fault. Yeah, Sega, Codemasters, Square Enix, and even Steam. Uh, Eve Online. Eve Online. Escapist Minecraft. For for those Eve Online players, that had to be devastating. Because I don't know if you've ever played Eve Online, but that's like second life in space. Like, that's what Eve Online Online is like, you know. Yeah, I know. It's really, really deep. (laughs) People take take their jobs very seriously. Like, oh, I'm a miner. I mine. That's what I do. Oh, I'm a freighter. I carry shit. That's what I do. Oh, I protect ships as they're moving through the quadrants. You know, that's what I do. And the ISK is the money, ISK. If, 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 because I used to play Eve and I didn't get that into it, but I know, like, if I would have gone to my account and I found out it was hacked and my ISK was gone, I would have died. I would at least quit. But I would have died. Your, your virtual life is literally over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if somebody, you know, rapes your account like that. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. I, I'm terrible. Another thing about... I guess one of the reasons Eve is so so dramatic is the fact that um, you have to... Like, you have to pay for clones, right? And if you don't pay for a clone, uh, you know, you're in a ship, right? When your ship gets blown up, the pod ejects. But if somebody wants to be like an asshole, they can destroy your pod with you in it. If you don't have a clone, you literally lose everything. Not just not, well, you still not just your money, but you also lose all the skills you developed. Everything. Like you said, fuck that. Yeah, yeah you, <laughs> you quit it. Just done. You like uh, you pretty much start from uh, from uh, square one because in that game, like you know, a lot of RPGs, you level up. Like you just you know you you fight things, you get XP, you level up. Eve, you train skills for a certain amount of time. 
And to get some of these skills, you can be training for weeks one skill, training for one you know uh, one skill for weeks. And, you know, it was always a best practice, kind of like backing up your character, but, you know, pay for a clone after you do a whole bunch of skills or you get a major skill. And, you know, sometimes people forget. <laughs> I know when I played, like, I played, like, I guess you could say kind of like a pirate, and I definitely blew up pods after somebody tried to eject. That's just kind of what I did. <laughs> just kind of what a I lot did. of lives in your little short career there. Oh, uh, yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> but I just didn't get too into Eve. But, yeah, I, 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 that one, when I heard about Eve online, I was like, that can potentially be devastating. Not only lose your real-life money, but your virtual life as well. So, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Um, So, let's see what else. Yeah, so, definitely hacking. Um, I have two Nintendo items here. The first was, I consider it like the failed 3DS launch. Um, which maybe I shouldn't even consider that, considering the numbers that they put up by October. But when it first came out, it definitely felt like it was it was failing. But maybe that's just me going into the hype. That could just be me. Like, I would have to see exactly what the numbers were, uh, you know, coming out of the gate with the with the with the 3ds either way we all as we all saw they dropped the price down to one what was it 179.99 170 170 okay so i thought it was 80 dollars off i think okay so yeah that would have made it 170 because it was 250 before yeah so yeah that's the 3ds launch was just not that that great i guess um you know they just expect expected the, the 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 money train from the DS to continue to the 3DS, but there were just so many things that contributed to that. Well, I shouldn't say so many things. There are two major factors: one, the cost, and two, the games, which means like the the, the games that came out with the 3DS launch did not justify spending two hundred and fifty dollars. They really didn't. And that's you know, for the games that did come out. I mean, really, like the fact that there just weren't any didn't really help its case. Like at least you know you could say. Well, you know, maybe the games weren't worth it, but at least there were enough games to play. But it's like they weren't enough games to play, and they weren't the ones that came out weren't really worth it. So you kind of got double blind shot in the ass a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, so that didn't work out too well for them. But uh, Mario saved the day just a couple weeks ago, and now um, you know they they've they've outsold the the DS. What the DS sold in a year, they have already surpassed in eight months. So that that they've still got a long road to hoe to they, keep they, up with it though, but they do, especially yeah. with the Vita coming out, you know, in February. So they definitely have a, a long road ahead of them. Uh, and according to analysts, <laughs> they both have a long road ahead of them because you know mobile games future. Na 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 na. But uh, Mega Man X, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh. The the second thing I have for Nintendo here is the the lackluster Wii U showing. Like they, you know what? Building up to E three, they they had a lot of buzz. You know, before we knew it was called the Wii U, before we we saw it. You know, there was like, oh yeah, here's the specs, and this is what it's gonna do. And Nintendo wants to bring back the hardcore crowd and. You right. Know, when it was a heavy duty rumor that like it was a rumor that was almost assuredly true. It was like the buzz was like up there. Like I was excited for like the first time in a long time about a Wii console or a Nintendo console, and I mean like it was it was a big deal. 
and then uh, then we got to actually getting the E3, and it wasn't the same. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, hey guys, here, look at this little tiny thing. Yeah, see it? See it's in my big fat hands. Like first, the first problem they had was, uh, well, I don't know. I didn't have a pro- I didn't have a problem differentiating it as a you know from the actual Wii. Like I knew that this was a different console they were talking about, but a lot of people were confused. Even if as I was, I think I was watching um the GameStop, not the GameStop, the uh, game trailers feed, and one of the people on the game trailers feed was like, "Is it a console or is it just a controller?" You know, so people were confused whether it was a console or just a you know a new controller because the the the, the demos they showed looked like the Wii, like they showed you know the Wii avatars. Um, all the gameplay footage they showed were from the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions, and that tech demo they showed made no sense. You know, like <laughs> none of the stuff they showed in the tech demo can really. I guess you really can't translate that over to to actual video games. They wouldn't right. be- it's, not an ex- it's not even like a representation of like, here's what Mario could look like in this. Yeah. If like, you really wanted to be like real crazy with graphics, but still be whimsical or whatever. But it wasn't that. It was, you know, birds climbing out of flowers and all sorts of randomness. Fish and water. And water. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> they had they, sh- they they why why do they not play the Zelda tech demo, which they showed in closed doors, um, at right. E3. It, it, as shitty as PS3 did when it first came out, with all the stuff that the the president at the time was saying, like, oh yeah, you'll buy it, right? And like when they showed that Final Fantasy VII tech demo, like people lost their fucking minds. It almost didn't matter about the rest of it. So like, could you imagine like you show off Zelda and like ridiculous? crazy you know even and you can you can have a direct comparison because you're talking about skyward sword this year anyway and you could have been like but here's what the next zelda can look like and people like just crap their pants i don't know like (laughs) just it would have been great but they just they just opted not to do that so it was just kind of like a weird showing although e3 this year was on the whole pretty bad like i mean really like when you get down to it mr caffeine yeah, fucking connectathon. Like, come on. God, yeah. Sony spill. You know, Sony and you know Microsoft. You know, motion gaming, motion game, motion gaming. It's important, man. It's important. You know, I mean, Sony did a little bit better than everybody else, but like, it wasn't by a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, because they had the Vita. That's why. Had, like, yeah, Vita and the pricing. No, that was the, that was it. But um, actually, I don't think they even announced the price at the time. But anyway, they did, they did the pricing. They did. Okay, because so that was like the big thing. It was like, <gasps> wait, okay. two, two fifty. They said two fifty. Everybody what? was like, <gasps> you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and actually, I didn't they like almost like I don't know a minute after they announced the pricing and everybody was happy. They're like, oh yeah, and three G by AT and T, and like some people laughed, yeah. and some people booed. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> was like, no. Yeah. That great announcement. Yeah, that's like not the reaction you want to get. <laughs> you know, not from... an audible boo, not just like a couple people in the front row, but like an audible boo from like a good third of the crowd. <laughs> oh yeah. And considering most of those people are like industry professionals, like that kind of tells you something. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was funny. Just reacting as fans at that point. But I mean, like, yeah, E3 on the whole is pretty bad, and it's a shame because like. As high as I was on the Wii U when I started hearing all the rumors and stuff, like I wanted, I wanted to see it at E3 and be like, "This is gonna blow the shit out of everything." Nintendo's fucking back for hardcore, and they can still keep their casual gamers. Like, yeah, let's do this. 
But like honestly, like I went into it knowing like that it was a new console and like had new innards, like it was a new new deal, and walked out of it like because I was live tweeting for for the twi- for MTV Twitter, and I was like, "Is it a new console?" <laughs> because I was like, "We didn't see a console. They literally didn't show us the console at all." And it's and really it's weird because like it when you when I actually saw a picture of it, it looks just like the Wii. So I could see why they didn't really, but it's yeah. I, I, I mean, like they all they talked about was the controller, and I'm was, like, they, they you could have been. I could easily understand how you, by the end you were misled or you walked into it thinking something else because like all they showed you was the controller. Your thought would almost be that it, especially when they show you playing with the same controllers you always played with, and like all the only thing that's new is just the, the new the new tablet. I'm like that. You could you would be perfectly okay and mistaking that for being like the new system yeah i mean i knew it was a console because in that in that same video they showed it like they it was in that video and i could tell that it wasn't a Wii because it wasn't square the way the Wii was so i knew it was a new console but i guess a lot of people just didn't pick up on that yeah but i mean like how easy would it be for them to do like oh we have a redesign but you know it just looks sleeker and it's like oh here comes this new tablet with it because yeah. I mean, like even like the and, and and like you said, they show that about like the Avatar games and stuff, uh, or the me the you know the me games, and they look the same. Like all those mini games and stuff, they showed all that all that stuff looked the same. As you know, as we as current gen we, like, I I mean we got you know coming into it was like oh it's gonna be HD it's gonna you know it's gonna blow blow PS3 360 out of the water in terms of graphics. And, you know, the big new tablet controller that's actually, you know, interesting and, you know, okay to hold. You can you can throw things from the from the tablet to your screen and vice versa. You could disconnect it and play a game separately while somebody else still uses the TV. And it's like it sounded fucking amazing. And I, I hope that eventually it will look amazing again. But time has kind of eroded whatever, like, joy I felt at the prospect. And they're... And their their first presentation just didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there was that that E three in general was just kind of like meh. But uh, other than that, a couple other things. Uh, Team Bondi, I have here that that whole thing like that shows you what that Succeeding bat. Failing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, they blackballed themselves. Like they really did. They blackballed themselves. Well, I should say they're, 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 you know, Brian McNamara, he blackballed them because of his reaction to the Team Bondi, you know, the previous, the, the, their, 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 their previous employees coming out of the closet, so to speak, and saying, talking about the working conditions. And after that, nobody wanted to work with Team Bondi. Like, Rocks are like, yeah, we're not going to work with them again. And, and they were hit- already in a pretty rocky space before that because really people didn't want to work with them before. Like, they had, you know, what, seven years development yeah actually because sony like, pulled out right sony yeah sony out. was like in there for like four years then they pulled out after putting a whole bunch of money into it and then rockstar took over and basically just pumped money into it until they could get it out and that was it like nobody wanted to be work with them anymore like even rockstar it said like nothing in the future and i think that that would have happened even without all of the internal strife coming out like honestly i really feel like they would have just been like meh Actually, I think I think they could have probably hooked up with another publisher, but everybody's staying away from them because of the reports that came out. I mean, oh, Rockstar, yeah. I mean, Rockstar yeah, and it, Sony... That, that sealed the deal. Yeah. yeah, Rockstar and Sony, you know, they definitely wouldn't have touched them again, and maybe some of the people on the inside 
who you know who have connections other places like uh, i wouldn't work with them if i were you you know but team bondy that whole situation like how do you have one a triple a title probably one of the considered one of the best titles this year it, it succeed like rockstar is making bank on it <laughs> you know team bondy uh team bondy is closed up yeah they they close they close shop they're gone uh, other than that, the the rise. Fact, it was a year of of game studios closing, really. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, then, yeah, and that's we've already talked about that before. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, just like, like two or three match casts ago. So, <laughs> but yeah. uh, let's see, season passes, big year for season passes, and uh, you know, not just season passes, but you know, the online passes. Right, how many games had online passes this year, and how many problems have we had with online passes? Even games like Batman Arkham City, which has no multiplayer function to it, is entirely a single-player experience, had a code basically for a good chunk of the game for Catwoman. You know, like, that shows you how far it went. Like, you're not even just talking, like, multiplayer games anymore. You're not talking on Terror Blast Homefront having, you know, online pass or season passes. Like, you're talking season passes for Tetris you know, and then online passes for freaking like every game, pretty much, except for Call of Duty. Really, Tetris isn't even a season pass; it's a subscription. That's true. I I tend to think of it like a season pass because that's kind of the way they talked about it. Because really, when you get to that point, like it basically is a season pass. But I mean, at least the way they put it across. But I mean, like EA had their season pass, which for EA, if you're really that hardcore, I guess it almost makes sense, but it, I, I still find it hard to even justify, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, that's okay, to play a game for, like, three days early, and then still have to go to the store and buy it anyway. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Other than that, though, the last thing I have on my list here, uh, Katie brought it up earlier, Origin. Um. First of all, the EA pulling their games from Steam, a lot of their popular games from Steam, to make them Origin exclusive, the Origin EULA, and then the problems with Origin and Battlefield, and you know the, the Origin uh, scanning your computer. Oh yeah, the the Origin pretty much being spyware, like Origin, maybe the worst idea of 2011. <laughs> it's just it's just terrible. Like I know, like in turn, I, I know I'm not alone on this, but this is definitely going to. St- hinder me from purchasing EA products and EA makes good games but just think about it like, I was going to buy Crisis 2 I, at the time you know I, I would have bought it at normal price at you know the 50 or 60 bucks whatever they were paying for it or they were the charging for it but at the time I was playing other stuff so I was like you know I'll wait and I'll get it but by before you know by the time I was actually going to get it myself they pulled it off Origin like and now I just bought it off Amazon for like 20 bucks so you know, I'm not the only person who's actually staying away from Origin and therefore staying away from, you know, EA games. Like, I don't own Battlefield 3 because of that. And but I kind of be- don't miss it. <laughs> you you become a console gamer just for EA, unless they figure out a way to get Origin on consoles. And uh, they already case... said Mass Effect 3 is going to use Origin on consoles, which I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. I feel yeah. like it's mostly going to be a name instead of being like Cerberus Network. It'll be like, oh, Powered by Origin or something stupid like that. Because like, I, I can't see how how, ba- how Origin could be that bad on a console or how the console makers would let it. But I guess we'll see. But yeah, the, it's going to spread because EA is not going to let it go. Yeah, not until it just fails flat. You know, oh, I didn't. We didn't even mention the, uh, you know, those farm bans. 
you know, that stop people from playing stuff on their Origin account. And that's still ongoing. We're still going to be talking about that in 2012. Yeah, we are. That's <laughs> that's going to move with us to the new year. So, yeah. Um, if you could, but think about it. What was the best thing that happened in 2011? Let's, let's, let's transition off of that. Best thing that happened in 2011. The best thing. Huh. You know, it's so hard to, after you you look at the industry for so long, like all year long, and you're, you know, just in the trenches, like reviewing stuff, looking at stuff, seeing news. It's hard to think about something really good that happened, actually, after a while. And maybe that's just like, not cynicism, but the position we're in, I guess. Right. I really, I'm like seriously drawing a blank. I, I'm really like, aside from like games coming out and yay, they were good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't, I mean, like, probably. I guess, like, a recent high moment was finding out that, like, you know, Skyrim came out and was being played by, like, ten times more more people, like, on Steam, <laughs> just over, like, just <laughs> in that Modern one Warfare. weekend. Yeah, the Modern Warfare, like, not counting, like, how well it did, like, just as far as, like, people playing at a simultaneous time, like, setting a new Steam record, like, how much it sold. Like, it didn't, you know, it didn't um, do, like, Call of Duty, but it proved that, like, there is still a place for, like, gamer games. But um, I guess maybe that was my happy moment. I don't know. Um, I I don't know, Katie. Anything? <laughs> so I'm running out of blank. I'm gonna say like if we're just doing happy moments, when Kevin Butler returned from being a carpet salesman and introduced Long Live Play, that was a good happy moment. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to think a, a good happy moment. I didn't really want to go this way, but when I think happy, I think Portal Two. <laughs> that's that's what I think. Like Portal Two is my happy moment of 2011. But that's, yeah, but I, I get, mean, like it was unadulterated, like a pretty much flawless game, and it was like a nice little happy surprise, kind of, you know, despite having known it was coming. But like it was, it was still better than expectations, which yeah, says a lot. This is a lot, especially for a Valve game. So yeah, that's that's. Go ahead. Hold on. I mean, we're saying, like, happy moments, but obviously the ultimate happy moment is the Mr. Gabe Newell and everything that he touches. So Portal didn't even have to be said. Oh, okay. We, we already know, like, this should just be called the Mr. Gabe Newell I Love You <laughs> podcast. Hey, hey. It, it goes know, without go saying. Whole podcast, but you know, you could call Gabe Newell a happy moment because he was. He actually, you could say that because he was a bastion of fucking sanity in the industry. Like every time shit started getting real stupid, him and Miyamoto actually like. And um, I forget there was somebody else who actually talked since this year too. Um, Inafune who left Capcom, but like those three guys like actually talk good sense this fucking year like whenever like people get really fucking stupid about something especially like mobile gaming or or like even when they came down to like origin and ea like gabe newell like compared to all these other guys who like to love to talk shit about somebody bigger than them like wasn't like oh man i don't know what the fuck they're doing man or just gonna crap out it's gonna be balls like they were basically like you know we can figure out what we did to you know to get the what we can do to get them back and you know what we what we can do better and it's like that's just so unfucking precedent to have somebody who like every time is like, I I want to do better for customers, you know. So like they they want to come back to us. Piracy isn't a problem. That was another thing this year too. Is like people were like so big on piracy being a problem, and like every time you come up, be like piracy is not the problem. We took one of our highest piracy regions and turned it into like one of our our highest selling regions just by you know 
looking at what the pirates did and really like just providing a better service. So you could call him a happy moment because he talked a lot of good sense this year. In fact, he was like person of the year for like a lot a few people's different uh, polls and stuff. I think industry gamers actually. Yeah, but, industry gamers. He was their person of the year. So which I agree with <laughs> to a large extent. Um, trying to think of any other happy 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 things like a like i said like i just think of games really like portal 2 was a nice surprise like you know there were other like enjoyable games that were a surprise to me like jamestown was was a good time like things that you just didn't expect magica um mostly it was really the unexpected stuff i can't really like look at a piece of news and say like man that was a really happy occasion because really that doesn't really happen we don't really talk about happy news in the industry that is true <laughs> There's a lot of doom saying um yeah, I I just I would say any happy moment for me was anyone where people were talking good sense and not being so entirely crazy. And also, uh, my last thing, my last happy moment will be watching people basically just suck Zynga's dick for an entire year about it going to an IPO and and how it was going to have like a 30 to 50 dollar opening offer and it was going to like set records and it was going to change the industry and change every industry and then it comes out and it's at like 9 dollars i that made me incredibly happy which is really just average i mean they still made a billion dollars but it wasn't like the the end of everything in the gaming industry as we know it like everybody wanted to say it was so happiness at your bullshit being called <laughs> All right, so um, let's let's talk about next year. Let's talk about 2012. Um, what are you guys looking forward to? Katie, why don't you go first? Transformers. Borderlands 2. Okay, that's it. <laughs> no, I forgot. I for- fuck. Okay, I'm ready. Hold on. Let's do that again. 13-2, Fall of Cybertron, PS Vita, Mass Effect 3, Journey, Last of Us, <laughs> Tomb Raider. That is really nice the way you just kind of <laughs> all that out at the same time. <laughs> uh, she just brain dumped all that right into the listeners' heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they heard the important ones. They're like, ooh, that one. Yes. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Rob, <laughs> quick, clean that up a little bit. Go ahead. What, what are you uh, looking forward to next year? Uh, as far as games go, I mean, like, I want to see Vita. Like, I mean, that's it's coming anyway, but, like, I mean, it's it's technically already in the universe. You know, it's out there. But I, I'm looking forward to that launch because they actually have got a nice, like, you know, at least a nice, you know, full launch lineup. Like, they, they may have made some missteps, but I think overall it'll be okay. Um, waiting to see how that goes. Um even though I'm not technically somebody invested in this personally, it will be interesting to see how Xenoblade does when it comes out because there was so much, I guess like, not protesting, but like, you know, people petitioning to have it brought to the US and they finally relented and it's coming out in April. It's going to be interesting to see like how that does because if that, if it comes out and does moderate, like I don't, I don't see them ever bringing it, any of the other ones over to the US again, no matter how much people complain and want it because that, it's kind of going to be like a make or break moment. Like, yeah, people can get on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, but like, are, are people going to actually go out and buy the game when it comes over here? Right. You know, will there be enough support? Um, as far as like other stuff, Bioshock Infinite, uh, I really want to see. That's, I expect that to be like kind of like my my Portal Two happy moment, even though it's not going to be as happy. <laughs> but right. um, 
we'll see. Um, Borderlands 2, like Katie said, as part of her many, many list of things, was an, a fantastic, fun experience that kind of came out of nowhere. Want to see two, see how, how much awesome where that gets. Uh, Journey, actually. See, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place with things I'm actually looking forward to because, like, ever since I've seen Journey, I'm like, I need to play that game. Like, I tried so hard to get into that beta. <laughs> like, I never, I've never sit on, sit on anything for a contest. And, like, I was, like, on their Facebook and on Twitter, like, trying to get codes for that all over the place. Like, I sat there for, like, a good couple hours because I was like, I need to try and get a code. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of random stuff. Like, there are other games that I'm not even necessarily, like, excited about, but I want to see how they do. I want to see what happens. Like, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, Devil May Cry, like, I'm I'm becoming more of the opinion that it is going to actually be a good game. It's going to be a relevant entry to the series. It's not going to be crap. But I, I still want to see more of it. I want to see more of the story. Like, the things they've been showing lately have mollified me a little bit. Like, I feel a little bit better. Right. Yeah, than I did before, but I still want to see see some more. I want to know about more a little bit about what the story is going to be and stuff. Um, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two. I I'm on the fence. Like sometimes I think about that game and I just don't give a shit. And then the rest of the time I think about it, I'm like I'm probably gonna play it. Right. <laughs> so there's that. Metal Gear Rising because it's gonna make Metal Gear Solid fans everywhere cry. But then also probably make them weep for joy because it's going to be a fun game, but it's just not going to fit very well um, with the rest of Metal Gear as a whole. That's assuming it comes out in 2012, but I'm guessing it will. Uh, Last of Us, if that comes out in 2012, also should be very, very interesting to see them kind of do a new kind of like, I feel like it's almost kind of like them doing like another Uncharted because it's like more human people, but it's a different you know, a whole different enchilada otherwise, so that'll be interesting. I don't know. There's there's other games too, but I mean like there's just plenty of games to talk about. I could talk about new games coming out forever. Uh what about you? What do you got on your lists? Actually, um so far there's not a game I can't think of one game I'm truly excited for. Like, you know, this year I was excited for Dirt Three. I was excited for um Batman, uh, Assassin's Creed uh, you know stuff like that. There's and and then I had a few surprises like Infamous, but uh, and you know Portal Two I was also excited for. Um, but next year, like I'm not excited for anything. I'm looking forward to Bioshock Infinite. I am uh, looking forward to Dota Two. Looking forward to Transformers: Fall of Cybertron. Um, I'm a little concerned. I don't know because I, I think they'll do just fine like they did with War for Cybertron. But that last Transformers game they did, you know, with the movie, I had high hopes. <laughs> I had high hopes, and they That's really That's not let me... their fault. They're dealing with the actual movie people coming in and be like, it needs to be like this. And they're like, but can't we probably do this? And they're probably like, no, keep it like the movie. We would like well, to do something fun in this game. No, you can't do that. You will make it like this. Well, <laughs> here's the deal. I don't know how those conversations went. I only know that that game has their name on it as a developer, and that game sucked. So that's why I'm worried. Not to mention, it definitely has a higher profile than it did before. And when games get a higher profile, because you know, the Fall of uh, War for Cybertron was a sleeper hit. Activision likes to get their, you know, their mitts, you know, into it a bit deeper. So I just want Activision to leave it alone, you know, before Bobby Kotick was like, "Oh, we got to make this yearly," because that's what he does <laughs> until the game is dead. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm, I'm a little concerned. Despite um, Assassin's Creed Revelations uh, being a step back, I am still looking forward to Assassin's Creed 3 because they really need to make up for what they did in Revelations. Um, which is nothing, by the way. <laughs> so I was going to say, I was like, wasn't it like a whole big ball of nothing? <laughs> yeah. Um, Max Payne 3, I'm looking forward to. Uh, the only reason I, I, I would be excited for it, but it just doesn't feel, from what I've seen, like Max Payne 3. It feels well, like a Max Payne game. It feels like an, an action game, a Rockstar action game, which is going to be good. I have no doubt that it's going to be good. But it doesn't have that Max Payne feel, even now with the trailers and stuff like that that they've been showing. Um, what else? I think GTA. I'm, I'm hoping GTA Five fixes the one problem that caused me not to play GTA Four, which is the driving. The driving in GTA Four caused me not to play it. I feel like that's probably going to be just as terrible. But I mean, you know, they always they always tend to fix something. You know, they finally fixed combat and stuff, and it was a bit better. But I feel like I've always felt like driving was kind of crappy in Grand Theft Auto, which is a shame considering that's what you Grand do? Theft Auto. Yeah, but. I don't know. We'll it's see. It's not like you have to drive in a straight line and drift around in turns. You're normally running over people and not driving on the right side of the road but in Grand Theft Auto. In Grand Theft Auto 4, it felt like you had oil on the tires. Not to mention, you could drive, run over poles and other metal objects, but as soon as you hit a tree, you go flying through the windshield. It's to teach you to wear your seatbelt. Uh, it's inconsistent. Uh, I did. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. I didn't like the driving. Uh, some other games were on my radar, but I actually think they're gonna flop. Like I think Inversion's gonna flop. Um, the trailer looks cool and all, but I don't know. It just I'm not seeing enough to make it different than a third. You know, from a regular third pro. Oh no, it, you can. It switches the gravity and all, which is cool. But in terms okay. of like combat scenario and stuff like that, it's forward and to the side and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like they yeah. have interesting things going on but i don't think that's going to get enough attention like even if it was like kind of good or sleeper like i don't think it's going to be like hit because people are just gonna be like eh, it's another shooter yeah um far cry 3 i think is actually gonna flop as well um because crisis is the evolution of fall cry far cry and i'll be honest like even with the problems that i had with crisis after playing through crisis i really didn't want to play another far cry again you know, so uh, I've always but, I've always been a fan of what the Far Cry games could achieve, not so much what they actually end up doing. Like <laughs> Far Cry Two, in and, like just in pure idea form, like if somebody were to explain the game to me and like everything about it, like in fact that's I mean really that's how I got like kind of sucked into playing it in the first place at all. But like then was like I uh, there's issues, but I like it in an idea stage. Like before I actually ever touch the game, I think it's fun. I think it's wonderful. But then the game comes out, and then it's not yeah. so not so good. Yeah, well, I feel the this... same way about just games. I'm like, eh, there's nothing like maybe Bioshock Infinite, but like there's nothing that like this year was just like. It felt like every month, and there was multiple like games that like, oh shit, I need to have that, and like some of them I got trolled on, like my more was Capcom Three, but like. There, it, there was like just a high-profile release that I felt like I had to have like every other month, and like next year does not seem like that. Although those are the years that surprise you, though. Yeah, actually, you know what? I forgot one game. Shank Two. I am looking forward. I, I am excited for. 
Shank 2. That's the game. That's that's crazy. The indie arcade game is the one I'm actually excited for. I think those are the games that are going to be exciting next year, really. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, like, we'll see. yeah, well, I'm curious to see. Because this year, like, the, the indie devs, like, rocked it. They rocked it, really. Like, in the, the arcade devs, and everything. Like, so many good arcade games. Like, I've definitely clocked more hours in, like, Gatling Gears than I did in Arkham City. <laughs> you know? And Gatling Gears only has, uh, like, five, six stages. Or five, yeah, five, six areas. Like, it's 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 just that good you know but yeah i think i'm i think indies are just going to get bigger next year but that's kind of a broad statement but i think they they are yeah, um, we'll see. we got hawking maybe next year yeah yeah maybe. well now actually one thing i think we're going to hear about well a couple things first of all i think we're definitely going to hear uh it's almost certain we're going to hear about the new xbox and playstation like, we're definitely going to hear about that. Like, some official news. Like, it's called the Xbox Blah. It's called the PS4. Right. We expect it this <laughs> year, you know, or like what, uh, not this year, but like. Well, yeah, what year. year. Yeah, yeah, expect this is when you can expect it. Um, so that's not really news to anybody, but I do expect an announcement for Half Life 2 Episode 3 this year. I expect it after CSGO is released. And the reason I expect it is because a couple years ago, Valve said. Um, you know, yes, we're working on episode three, but there are several upgrades we have to make to the source engine before it actually comes out. CSGO, that, those upgrades that they were mentioned are there, <laughs> okay, in CSGO. So they're there, and I think they'd be like, okay, here's, here's, the, here's the trailer for Half-Life 2 episode three. And then I'll, I'll die right there. I agree. I also have. Are we like? Are we just gonna do like what we think will be announcements and predictions for next year? We're just gonna put those all together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why not? Um, in in line with the Half Life Two Episode Three or Half Life Three, depending on whichever way they go with that. Um, I expect announcement for Beyond Good and Evil Two. I really do. Like considering like, Rayman Origins came out this year, which that's kind of unexpected anyway. Like, there's been more hints. Not really like a really huge hints, but at least like, you know, more talking about it than there was in the past. And I think like that will probably be the next project. I don't know how the HD version did though, the Beyond and even HD, but I think there will be an announcement next well, year. When you say that, do you mean like an announcement that they're picking the development back up? Because we knew that they were developing it and they actually had like a, like a, like a demo. I feel like more solid. Like I feel like we see a trailer sometime next year. But that's what I'm saying. Like they, um, they, they were definitely working on it. They had a, a demo out. Like they showed like Jade running through. Uh, well, it supposedly is controlled by a player. With Jade running right. through the city, you saw that. Did you see that yeah. video? Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then they, they, they plugged it because you know, I guess because of uh, money woes. So you think they're gonna pick the project back up? I think they'll pick the project back up, but we'll also get something more solid on it. Like gotcha. there'll be like a formal like, not just like, oh yeah, we're working on it, you know, or like, oh here's some here's some you know concept art that we, we you know we're still we were working on for it like a couple months ago because that happened too like there was like a, a presentation from one of the artists and it, they showed off like beyond good and evil concept art for beyond good and evil 2 that like nobody had seen before but right. like it was apparently you know like within this year so i mean like yeah i mean yeah they're still working on it but i expect like to have like an actual announcement about it kind of like the fact that like we know they're working on something half-life related but 
you want to hear that formal announcement. I feel like we get that announcement from Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah. If they do not announce Half-Life 2 Episode 3 this year, <laughs> there is going to be problems. Like, there's going to be huge problems. <laughs> you know, like, it's time, guys. Like A strongly worded letter. More than that. <laughs> There will Obviously. be kidnapping. A trip guys. to Seattle. It'll be the first kidnapping in 2012. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because I mean, like, how many like, since episode two? You've had Left for Dead one, Left for Dead two, Portal two. We know that they're doing Dota. You know, we know that they're doing CS. It's time, Gabe. It's time. And that's I'm I'm that's all I'm say about that. It's time, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Katie, you have anything you expect them from next year? I'm thinking I'm thinking that uh Borderlands two is gonna be my portal two. Think so? Yeah. I don't I mean as far as like announcements like shit's gonna happen. Like duh. But I don't have anything special to say about it. Mm. Okay. I've got one. And it's not even so much an announcement or a prediction, but I I do well maybe it is a prediction. Maybe this is my my actual prediction, although it's not really much of a prediction because it's so fucking obvious. But I think EA versus Activision, as far as like that West Ampella, like that whole lawsuit goes, is gonna be like the most entertaining thing next year. Like <laughs> it's gonna I feel like that shit is gonna go on forever. We're gonna be talking about this five years from now. <laughs> yeah. You, you remember when they decided that the 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 you know, they'd be found guilty or not guilty by having a steel cage match between John Renicello and Bobby Kotick and they lit the top of the cage on fire and the Undertaker was the referee or something. <laughs> like I feel like that's something gonna be talked about in hushed tones like to your grandchildren. And then Gabe Newell dropped in like Sting. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it because I think everybody's going to be talking about it more than they really should. And I, think it will. I think it will be too. I think it'll get made into more news than it should be, but it, I think it will make for some entertaining stuff. Although it could, it could be a completely boring, real, you know, court case, but people will blow or people and people will blow it up. But I think it'll actually be entertaining. I think there's going to be some, maybe some surprises. Like I feel like, I, I, I feel like Activist is probably going to lose it, but you, you never know. And, I think, like, either way, though, like, if they win or lose that, I think that changes a lot of things, you know, like, on the whole, just, I mean, like, not even necessarily for just, like, oh, I'm talking about, like, Call of Duty, but, like, as far as direction, like, if Activision loses that lawsuit, like, it does put Call of Duty in jeopardy in a certain way. That's assuming that they really go, like, toe for toe like that, you know, like, we want you to make the, make you, we want you to make the killer since you made the killer in the first place. Right. But... Eh, we'll see. I mean, it, it may be just overblown and, you know, turn into a, a circus. In fact, it almost definitely will, but... Yeah, yeah. Alright, so if you guys don't have anything else, I think we can can wrap up on that one. Um, yeah, this... You, you know the deal. If you are on SoundCloud, you can catch us at soundcloud.com slash buttons. Um, actually, I get a little thrown off now, because this is typically the part where you know, we talk about the games that are coming out, but nothing's coming out. You know, for the you know for the last month, it's been like that. You know, ever since uh, I think uh, old, you know, um, we were talking. I think the last game that we said was coming out was yeah, Old Republic. Now is it? So, but yeah, nothing's coming out. Absolutely nothing, folks. <laughs> um, so, if I were you, I'd t- pay attention to Steam summer sales. Well, not summer. Oh God, wow, holiday sales and catch up. But uh, yeah, we're on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash/smash those buttons. Facebook.com slash smash those buttons. 
uh, twitter.com slash MTB site. Uh, also, of course, mashthosebuttons.com. We're on, we're on the iTunes. If you listen to us on a regular basis, you can just subscribe to iTunes, and it'll be easier for you because it comes directly to you. Um, but other than that, I'd definitely like to thank everyone who, who listens on a regular basis, um, you know, for listening. I mean, I think our first, uh, our first month, which for those who have been listening since the beginning, we've been, oh man, we it was monthly, then bi-weekly, then we finally went to weekly, and I think our first month we might have gotten 20 listeners, <laughs> you know, for the entire month, so thank you. We've come man. a long way, baby. Yeah, yeah, we've come a long way, and we, I like to thank everybody who listens to, you know, the MASHcast on a regular basis, uh, who listens to the Versus series, you know, we we try to drop those monthly, and uh, yeah, we're just going to keep on trying to, to make it better and get some interesting stuff out to you guys, so just stick with us in 2012, because we already have a couple things in motion that should, I think they're going to be entertaining, so. Uh, oh, there will be, and there will be much more entertaining this to be had. I made up words. I'm good like that. Entertaining this, that's very entertaining nice. Entertaining this to be to be, you know, satiating your palate in 2012. It'll be a good time. So See, stick around. You made up a word, then they used a big word. You can't do that, Rob. Yes, I can. And make people think I made up other, other words. Like, wow, that's a really good word. Hey, maybe he made that up himself. They go mm. look it up, and they're like, man, isn't the dictionary? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> he made up a word, and it's already in the dictionary. That's crazy. Um, actually, I did forget one thing, and uh, we also need to do our question of the week, too. Oh, But uh, Mass Effect 3. I fully expect that to be amazing. Although I don't, I don't know why I'm not like super excited. But like, I feel like this happens with Mass Effect. Like Mass Effect just comes out and I play it and I fucking love the shit out of it. But like beforehand, I'm not like, yeah, I'm so amped. Let's get that game. I can't wait for that game. It's pre-ordered. I got like eight copies waiting for me. Like I just, it comes out, I buy it, and it, and it's great. But I don't. I'm just not like super excited. Right. But not because it's not going to be awesome. Just because I'm weird, I guess. So, okay, but um, our question of the weekend, I'm glad you're reminded, you know, sometimes it's hard because, you know, people don't answer the questions, but um, <laughs> uh, the question of the week is just going to be, what are you guys looking forward to in 2012? You know, yeah. we'll, we'll talk what, about that What games do you think are going to be hits and flops and all that fun stuff? Yeah, so just let us know in the comments. You can comment on Facebook, mash those buttons proper, SoundCloud, you know, we take, you know all forms of uh all major forms of commenting so <laughs> just uh <laughs> you know, drop us a note and uh yeah we'll we'll talk about it next week on the mashcast uh the first one of 20 2012 and uh hopefully uh, our other senior editor which i usually come up with a name for nick santangelo will be, have returned so um all right well once again thanks for listening thanks for listening this whole year and we will catch you guys next year Happy New Year! Happy New Year, guys. See you later. Okay, bye, Katie. <laughs> <laughs>